Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Hello! Welcome and back. <laughs> episode 132, Gangster Prayer. Yes, in this episode we'll be covering chapters 3 and 4. If you missed the first two chapters, just click back an episode and you'll be all caught up. And if you're going, what the heck's gangster prayer? Then go back one episode. Yeah. <laughs> we explain it. <laughs> it might not be what you're thinking it is. And trust me, move beyond the title if that's you, because that was me, and it was totally worth it. So if you haven't got your copy yet, make sure you get your copy of the book, Gangster Prayer by Autumn Miles. And today we're covering chapters three and four. Yes, so in each of the chapters, she tells us to combat a certain lie. So chapter three has a specific lie we're combating. Chapter four has a specific lie we're combating. So yeah, I think that's really neat because a lot of times we don't realize we have that thought stuck in our head. And then when we get it called out like, oh, you know what? That is biblically inaccurate. I need to stop thinking that. And maybe you can substitute the word lie with excuse. And I only oh, yeah, say sure. that because I love you guys. That's it. Yes. Okay. Chapter three, the foundation of prayer. Fight the lie. God doesn't listen when I pray. You know, what do you know, Farron? Tell me. I used to think this about my kids, Mm -hmm. and then they've caught us in a few situations where it's like, (laughs) oh, it turns out you were listening. (laughs) You Uh, listened to what I didn't want you to hear, but uh, the stuff I needed you to hear and do. But you forgot, or you didn't hear when I said, pick this up, go do that thing. Yeah. (laughs) I love when they say, I I couldn't hear you. And I say, no, no, no. You weren't listening. <laughs> you were hearing. You weren't listening. Yes, Difference. <laughs> for sure. Uh, a lot of times we do think God isn't listening. He hears us but not listening because we're not getting the certain result that we want right then. Yes. The two two parts. Maybe, um, and I like this, she talks about it more, but um, not answered in the way you thought it would. Yes. Um, and then that's usually much later after you're already mad at God, <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> or on the timeline that you needed it to yes. happen. I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing more and more that God does not operate on space time continuum. Obviously that's a fact that I knew, but I feel it more like if someone was like, Oh, did you pray for my test yesterday? Like, Oh crap. But if I pray right then, God does not operate on the space time continuum. So that works too. Side note, if someone asks you to pray for them. It's helpful if you stop right then and do it. Oh, yeah. The lie that, I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not <laughs> accurate. Write yeah. it down, set a reminder. Do something that does it right then. Yeah. Okay. I think, too, uh, the power of reflection. Oh, yeah. I think we've lived, I mean, hopefully we got a lot of years left. Uh-huh. But I've had enough life experiences so far that I can look back and see how God worked things out. Yes. That that's helped build my confidence, which mm-hmm. ideally I would have had that on the front end. 
turns out I'm human, so at least let me find it out here on the back end. So take a second, and when you're like, God's never done anything for me. Oh, when my kids are like, I never get to have fun, and I just look at them now, and they're like, well, not never, just like today. Yeah, (laughs) I'll prove it to you. Would you like me to prove this to you? Sometimes you don't know what you need. But you're just like, Jesus, fix it. I don't know how. And that is an acceptable prayer. <laughs> so again, the, the lie that God doesn't listen when I pray, I, I think a lot of that, just the lie in and of itself demonstrates, you know, the, the doubt, right? Yes, yes. Like, I'm not going to pray because I doubt he'll follow through or I don't, yeah, I don't pray because I, I don't have faith that he's going to show up. And mm-hmm. so Autumn, that's the first thing she hits in this chapter is talking about is the foundation of your prayer life built on doubt or on faith? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to those verses, Matthew seven twenty four through 25, where it's the house built on sand and the house built on rock. And it talks in both scenarios that the storm's coming. Storm is coming regardless, just like it says in uh, throughout the Bible, how you are going to have trials in this life on earth. But what are we doing before, during, and after that? Yeah. And in, when people... I'll speak for myself, but maybe there's other people out there that feel this way. Uh, I kind of use that as like, well, I'll pray small Mm -hmm. and he probably won't do it almost like as a defense mechanism or or, uh, shield, right? Like, I'm going to set this up and I'll assume he doesn't. That way I'm still right about God. But then if he pleasantly surprises me, awesome, he's (laughs) an outstanding God. So uh, definitely check in with yourself. Where's that doubt coming from? Are you protecting yourself in case he doesn't follow through? Or do you truly not believe? So. Right. I like how she gives her story. Like Again, her anecdotes are so good, y'all. Goosebumps, all the good things. So you've got to read that. But the whole if God wills mentality, she addresses that as well, which is something that I grew up with, so when this I saw this topic coming up, I was like, good, I want to address this. I want to see what she has to say about it. So it was interesting how she's been to different conferences, and the women are praying, and they're like, oh, they're asking for a miracle if God wills. And she talks about how it didn't sit right with her, and she had to figure out and do some digging on why that didn't sit right with her. Yeah, I think I've been in prayer circles like that before, um, where we're trying to pray for something really big, and it's either um, kind of routine, like you've heard the same prayer, but it's fill-in-the-blank style, so then they just, you know, swap out the words or the person's name, but it's the same prayer every time. And you know that the intention is there. Um, Again, there's not, like, a wrong way to pray, per se, um, but just not getting in the routine and the mundane, and if I do this and say that in this way, there's no magic formula, right? Mm -hmm. Like, prayer needs to be genuine and from your heart and honest with God, um, and I like how she explains prayer as like an adventure. Yeah. Like maybe it's like what kids feel like when they ask Santa for gifts. Like I'm going to ask for the most audacious things. Yes. Why aren't we doing that? And maybe they'll deliver the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse pillowcase I always wanted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're over here like, shoot, I can get that at the dollar store. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> So the whole if God wills thing. So yes, we should always be aligned with God's will and surrender to that and all that jazz. We're not saying not do that. But it also says ask for the desires of your heart. And we're not saying, 
hey, I want a million dollars, or I want, you got to tie it back to your intentions, like, do you want a million dollars because you're going to give it back to God somehow, or do you want a million dollars so that you can be comfortable? So back to those intentions. It's not just asking willy-nilly for whatever. It's being super intentional, developing the connection with God, and going from there. I like how she also talks about scriptural confirmation. What was it you were telling me? Um, I guess it was a few days ago. You're like, I had not necessarily doubts, but it was something that you weren't necessarily confident in yet. Yeah. And you said, I need to do this, this, and this. And what were those three things or four things or <laughs> two. two things? <laughs> oh, good. Even even easier. So sometimes people might not offer their prayers in full intensity because mm-hmm. they might be questioning, like, are these my wants or needs or is this you know fueled by the calling and passions that God's put on my life Mm kind of like you were saying before what's my motive behind this and so um, Autumn's advice is if you're praying about something and you're not sure if that's like really for you or if you're headed in the right direction with that prayer is um, she spends time in God's word so first of all she sees or reads something in scripture that speaks to what's on her heart And then it never fails that like someone in her life, she'll get like confirmation through um, a friend or colleague or family member that probably doesn't even know what it is that's been on her heart or that Mm -hmm. she's been praying, but they'll just come up to her and say, and say something encouraging to what she's been praying for. And so that's something that she's shared works for her. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I have this passion and drive to help people with reading difficulties and disabilities and help parents in that hard time and so you know in my passion to help others I've seen it in scripture and have had other people come up and really confirm that I'm on the right path with what I'm pursuing so that's been really neat so a question that I slash our listeners might have for you Farron is like no how did you see it in the scripture like Autumn talks about this in the book she talks about it when we talked with her mm-hmm. on the interview mm-hmm. you were talking about it now Lisa talked about it when we interviewed her like what does that even look like yeah so I, I definitely think people could look at this as like well you're just looking for the answer or manipulating scripture and it's like no 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 I am yes I am in fact looking for confirmation I'm looking for the answer and so Um, when you hear a piece of scripture, either at church or the daily audio Bible, you know, he picks an old Testament, new Testament, Psalms and Proverbs piece to read every day. And so it's almost like, you know, what's going to, what am I going to hear today? Mm -hmm. But you're constantly listening through the lens of whatever your heart's desires are. And so you can read something and it can mean something to you. So I like your example with Lisa, she wanted joy and it just so happened that the store she went to there was this big thing of joy here, joy there. Now, was she looking for joy? Absolutely. Could she have not seen anything in any of the stores that said joy? Yeah, that could have really not happened, um, but it. she did. She saw it. So God knows the intentions of your heart. He can use his word in a lot of ways. So there's not like a question and answer section. Like in reading, we teach kids like use the heading or the index or the table of contents to go find this information in this book and find the answer. So the Bible doesn't work like that. But if you hear a story from the Bible for the umpteenth time and somehow you see it as an analogy for what you're going through, it might speak to you. Now, is that going to be the first day you crack open your Bible or tune into a Bible podcast or show? No, not necessarily. But having that continued stance is how I think it speaks to you. Yeah, 
I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And with the desires of your heart thing, in case you're going, what, what? Always be aligned with God. So you want to pray for God, change the desires of my heart according to your will. So if I need to feel passionately about doing whatever, help me feel that so that I know that that's, I'm on the right track or I'm doing what I need to do. I don't want to be out of your alignment. So help me do that. And that also takes listening to the Holy Spirit too. And that takes practice, like you were saying. So it takes time. You're not going to just suddenly be an expert. That's not how anything in life works ever. Just take baby steps. So one more idea that she brings up in this chapter, too, that she'll hit on throughout. Again, it's just neat how it all intertwines. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, there's been other books where things come up, but I think the idea is you hear some of these phrases and ideas is to remember that it all intertwines and works together. So she talks about... um, in Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, Christian-based and self-improvement, and um, it's really neat. Like we do on our podcast, we take those self-improvement things and definitely put it through the lens of God if it's not already done for us like it is mm-hmm. in this book. But there's a lot of this idea of like manifestation, right? which is the whole idea of like, uh, having this positive energy and drawing things to you and acting as if it has already happened. And so it's really cool that, you know, there's all these non-religiously tied beliefs out there. But if you go back and actually read scripture... You got your idea from the Bible. It is in the Bible that was written way before anybody's bright idea here. Well, so, And that's all based out of your faith and confidence in God. Exactly, which goes back to the beginning of mm-hmm. this chapter. Um, what is your foundation of prayer built on if it's built in faith then one practice or stance is you know acting as if god has or will um answer your prayer request again it might not be when Mm -hmm. it might not be in the way you need it and praise god when he does not answer some of the things we pray (laughs) for um we don't know better (laughs) unfortunately we don't get to see that until after the situation has passed. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to stick with it. Stick around. See how yes. the story turns out. All right. Challenge to change. What struck out? What stuck out to you? I hope I don't what strike out. out. <laughs> I might, but y'all are here for it. If your prayer life has had a foundation of doubt, how might you ask the Lord to build your faith? Remember, whether you build your faith in little ways or big all prayer needs your faith attached to it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you said, I like your dress, but you don't. <laughs> That's There's no like actual thing attached to what I just said. I'm just saying words. Like in Mean Girls, where she's like, oh my God, I love your bracelet. Where'd you get it? Or, oh my God, I love your skirt. Where'd you get it? It's my mom's from the 80s. Oh yeah, so vintage. This might sting. It's the ugliest skirt I've ever seen. But hearing you say that, it's like when somebody's having a hard time and the, someone says, I'll pray for you. And it just doesn't... Will you? Will you stop and pray right now then? Mm, Power of stopping and praying right then. Mm. You know what I learned not too long ago? Is the... Like in scripture... I don't know how people do this, right? I read it, but they read it, and they mm-hmm. like this jumped out at them. Um, but I'm yes, so I do know, but it still impresses me. I wish it happened to me more often. <laughs> uh, but how Jesus, when he healed somebody, he always said, "Your faith has healed you." Yes, and so it requires them, like that person, to have had the faith first, mm-hmm. and then 
Jesus healed them. So in fact, today on Autumn's Facebook Live, she, so if you're listening to this, this may have been a couple weeks ago, but she talked about when Jesus healed a group of lepers, that people that had leprosy, and how they had to walk to go see the priest to show that they were cleansed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they started walking to go see the priest that they began their skin began to heal. So they had to take action first yes. in faith. Yeah, I can imagine like maybe there was actually a group of twenty, and a couple like wandered off. This is me just ad living, not in the Bible, but in my mind, you know, <laughs> where there are a couple people that like said, "I'm not going to the priest. Look at me, I still have leprosy." Or some people that like teeter tottered off, but didn't have faith. But man, the ten that turned in faith mm-hmm. were healed. So. Anyways, it is your faith that has healed you or saved you. Again, it's going to be your faith um, first, right? It's easy to believe after you've seen it. Foundation of faith. Yeah, but faith first in the request in prayer, believing that it's going to happen. And actively taking steps when you're when God gives you command. Yeah, so we had Casey Morris on the episode earlier, and I think it was episode 100, right? That was a big milestone. Correct. Well done. Um, 100 in episode 111. Uh, (laughs) But she puts it this way. She talks about how action brings clarity. Mm -hmm. Action brings clarity. And so, again, we see that here in the Bible that, you know, if you take action, it might not be answered in the way. But if you're walking in faith, be sure that um, it's going to end up great. And here's why I say that, too. Uh, Paul McDill, one of our pastors, I had him or we had him on the show. And he talked about if it isn't good, it isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. He's episode 51. Golly, that's, I might just play that this afternoon. It's really good. <laughs> God, it's so good. Yes. Uh, the challenge to change I liked is think of a promise that you believe God has given you that you're waiting for. Have you found confirmation of his promise in his word? If not, ask God to give you a verse. So again, that's actively asking in faith. And then you're not going to just be like, "Hmm, I'm not going to crack open my Bible today. (laughs) But dang, look in your Bible. Or, I mean, right now, Farron, you have a verse on your wall. So that might be, you just got to look around too. Also read your Bible. But he'll drop hints other ways too. We are, it says, uh, give us this day our daily bread. You hungry? I am pretty hungry. <laughs> All right. He's the bread of life, Farron, so he you should is. not be hungry anymore. Well, I am still in human form. <laughs> Hadn't made it to the other side. Reminds yet. me of the Casper movie <laughs> yes, where the food just like falls right through their bodies. So <laughs> I don't know. There you go. I hate it. All right. That's a great segue into chapter four, huh? Make your screeching sound. <laughs> what is it that you always say? Like, er? Oh, yeah, that's even better. (laughs) All right, chapter four, the disrespected yes in prayer. Fight the lie. I shouldn't pray for something I want because God will probably say no. Man, all these are oh, ouches. (laughs) Tori does that to me, my oldest. Parents, anyone out there, or maybe you're guilty of this, even to your spouses. I know you're probably going to say no, but... Or she's, uh, she'll drag it out. She's like, I really want to ask you something. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she's like, well, I just don't know. What? (laughs) Well, you're just going to say no, so never mind. And then, you know, she's like hook, line, and sinker. Now Mm -hmm. I have to know. Mm -hmm. And now part of me is like, I probably will say no. (laughs) Just because, (laughs) just ask me. If the worst is that I say no, 
bring it to me anyways. Maybe yeah. I could say no to that, but here's but a here's few a other yes. options. Mm-hmm. Yes. Golly. Is, is that not God right there? Like, I don't want to ask God. He's going to say no. Well, I might say no to that because I have something way better over here mm-hmm. that I just need to know you know that you're ready. Sometimes, I mean, God's got it ready for us, but we don't. It's like in France. They don't know we know. They know we know. <laughs> like, do you know that, that, that you're ready for that step? Like sometimes you just need to step out in confidence and step out in faith and ask for the thing. And then he might be like, finally, now, I, now you know that you are ready. I know you were ready, but you needed to know that so you could be confident too. Have you seen that clip where the dad has the cup game, the three like red solo cups, and he puts a dollar under one and he moves them around and he tells them, you know, if you figure out what cup, whatever cup, you can have what's in it. Okay. And so the kid follows the cup uh-huh. and he gets the dollar. Well, then the dad lifts up the other two cups and there's like 20s oh and 10s <laughs> and 5s, like $100 in each of the other two That's cups. That's a mean trick, dad. Well, it's just like, you know... It's interesting what our focus is on. Yeah. If our focus is on what we want instead of what God wants, yes. we could be missing oh, out. You know what? That's such a good point to bring up because a lot of times we are so focused on, I want that one thing. If I just had that one thing and God's like, uh, I got an upgrade right here that you aren't even looking at and I've been throwing it in your face this whole time. I think a good um, test for that too is once you get that one thing, are you satisfied? Is it satisfying when you get the one thing you thought you wanted? Um, in my experience, when I'm following what God wants for me, I feel much more satisfied right. and fulfilled than getting the one thing that I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. So check in, see if that resonates a, lo- a little bit with you. This chapter also talks about how God just has a giving nature, and he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He wants to give good gifts. There's that Bible verse where it's like, it, uh, is it Mark maybe, when he's like, it just talks about how he's such a good gift giver. Why would I, if you who are a sinner and you're fallen and you still know how to give your own kids good gifts, then how, how much more do I know how to give good gifts? Exactly. And I think he gives us uh, more gifts than we maybe realize. Yes, I agree. What she talks about that God's character is giving. Remember, no matter what Satan says, um, he's going to point out all the things he hasn't given you. But if you stop and, list out all the things he has provided and shown you in the past and present, why wouldn't you believe that he's going to do in the future? The power of gratitude journaling, Farron. Yeah, you know, I wish I knew a place to get a gratitude journal. Oh, you know what? I know a place you could get a gratitude journal. Where? 21 Kicks Etsy shop. Whoop, whoop. Yes, they're our fave, if we do say so ourselves. <laughs> I like how, in again, in this chapter, she points out how Jesus says yes more than no, and she cites her sources, which is great, especially if you're that person who's like, well, I want to know where does it say in the Bible. Okay, here you go. Here, 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 <laughs> which is also helpful. I mean, this it's multiple pages where that has happened. And to play off that point, too, she talks about how his word is giving and continues to give. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy. Oh, man, anytime somebody says that they don't read the Bible because it was written so long ago and it doesn't apply to life now, I'm like, you have not read the Bible, have you? (laughs) You missed the the point. (laughs) It is pretty incredible how it continues. Yes, and to give life to others. So, yes. Mm. That's like saying, I'm not going to try that recipe. It's really old. That's that's why it's lasted so long because these are the best chocolate chip cookies. Yes. But no, no. Why don't you go try to make another thing? 
Yep. And so if you're wondering who that is that steals, kills, and destroys, that would in fact be Satan. So um, just back to your source. Any of those thoughts that are coming into your head or your spirit uh, under those vibes that is not of God. He would not want to try to convince you Mm -hmm. that he is going to say no or not be there or not listen to you. Right. She gives an anecdote about how her son asks for a pair of shoes and she she didn't give him an answer like exactly right then, so he just assumed it was a no, but on the back end they were sold out and they they were back ordered and all this stuff had to happen before she could get the shoes to him and it's not that she didn't want to give him the shoes. She wanted to give him the shoes. There were just other things tied up. That's not saying that God can't, whatever, whatever. But that may mean that there are so many moving parts that he does not want to say yes too early. It's kind of like saying, hey, God, I would like a cake right now. Okay, but if you don't bake it in the oven, it's not as good. And yeah. could get salmonella, you know? <laughs> yes. Have you had that cookie dough that it's supposed to be, like, safe to eat cookie dough? Uh, I don't like cookie dough. I'd rather have a cookie. <gasps> I didn't know this about you. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I actually hate cookie dough. We'll have some fellowship about this afterwards. Yes, we will. No. After hours episode. So, I did not know this about you, Brooke, that you did not like cookie dough. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I like cookie dough more than the cookie. What? That blows my mind. I think part of it is like there's like a little crispy grittiness to it. I know that Ew. sounds gross. <laughs> That's exactly why I don't like it. And it's cold. <laughs> All the reasons you are liking it are the reasons that I hate it. And the opposite is what I like. Warm, not gritty. <laughs> Fresh out of the oven cookies. <laughs> I don't know. The way it just melts in your mouth. There you go. And makes you want to throw up. That's, it's no. the raw egg that is already making you think that you it's know what? Melted, but it's... Gaston ate a lot of raw eggs. You know what happened to him? He got strong. <laughs> And he fell from He fell with strength. <laughs> His strength could not save him. <laughs> Roughly the size of a barge. You know what? I think there could be some scorekeepers in our audience. <laughs> and so if you were wanting to go through the Bible and see how many times uh, Jesus answered yes more than no, you would find that he actually answers yes more than no. Fact. So. Um, it's documented, so then that must continue to today. So back to the whole idea of um, why we kind of approach prayer with a doubt is don't you find sometimes it's easier to believe that he's going to say no than if he says yes? Yes, and I think that's because people want to set the bar so low that they're not having to go through disappointment or grief or whatever. Yeah. There, it's it's trying to avoid the possible negative feelings, so we're just going to not have hope or faith mm-hmm. in that. What a way to live, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes when we pray really big prayers, too, it's like, holy crap, what if I do get that? Uh-huh. Like, that's going to be out of control. Mm-hmm. It may be some imposter syndrome, like yeah, I'm not good sure. enough to handle that, or how will I navigate it if I actually get what I pray for? And the answer is Jesus. If he gave it to you, he's going to guide you and equip you. Yeah. If he gets you to it, he'll see you through it. That's right. Amen. Amen. So I know we've been talking a lot about doubt, but I want you to know that you're not like bad or flawed if you're doubting. You're human. Yeah. Doubt is a normal part of the faith journey. You're going to have things that make you question. And so make sure you have uh, resources to turn to when you do have those questions. 
um, I forget the story, and I think this is on her podcast, but she talks about how Jesus was going to heal somebody. I believe it was a son or daughter because he was talking to the father. Ooh, ooh, I know this one. Okay. You want me to tell? Yeah. Okay, this is in Mark, and I, I just read this two nights ago. Crazy. Yeah. We were supposed to talk about Look it. Look at that. Look at Hey, See? Like that, guys. You just, you just witnessed it happening. So it's the story where the son has a spirit that has a mm. demon that has taken control of him. And so the, so the man, the dad is like, Jesus, heal him if you can. And Jesus is like, if I can, what do you mean if I can? There an if in there? <laughs> and so he heals the boy. Uh, but right before that, the dad says, I believe, help my unbelief, help me overcome my belief. And I think, and then Jesus heals the boy and all is great after that. But I that line has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Our one of our campus pastors, Nick Edwards, preached that about that verse like years ago. And it has stuck with me because there's so many times where we're like, I know you can. I know God can do it. You've parted the seas. I you I've seen miracle after miracle. I know you can do it. Help my feelings catch up. Which is hard because sometimes feelings are liars. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say, help my unbelief, help me overcome that because I know you can. Yeah, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. So when you're having to pray big scary prayers or you're in a situation where the outcome doesn't look too great, I love that phrase, I believe, help my unbelief. And that didn't, I mean, it's not coincidence that that made it in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So anyone that talks about that um, doubt is the absence of faith, have you read the story about Moses, like he really, he did not want to do what God was asking him to do. Uh Like he told God nicely three times. No, nicely. No, no, nicely nicely excuse. No, nicely. Other excuse. No, nicely. I really don't want to. (laughs) And God was like relentless. Now he was, he was talking to God. Do you think in those moments where he doubted his abilities or doubted what God was asking him to do that he did also not believe in God? Uh No, you can have both simultaneously, both of those feelings simultaneously obviously always trying to move the needle as close to fully in faith as possible but um you're not you know an unbeliever if you experience doubt and that might also be with pockets of life like passing a test versus saving a child like you're okay because one is not as high stakes as the other so that might be where that doubt starts to creep in and that's where you can shut that down and you can pray i believe help my unbelief just quote the verse I found it. It's Mark. Yay, yay. 9, 24. Well done, guys. It was on the next page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, See, the other great thing about reading your Bible consistently or over and over again is that you can start to recall the stories better, which is great. Look at that. It's like watching a movie over and over and over. Okay. You ready for challenge to change? I sure am. Okay. Which one are you rolling with? Do you approach God like he is excited to give to you or reluctant to give to you? Well, that's cool. Just thinking about God's attitude. I like that. I I would like to say I lean more to like happy. Yeah, man, come on. I want to give you these things. And that's, I mean, I, again, I've said it a million times. I'm the person who's like, thank you, God, for the green light. Yes. Oh, the other day, this week, I hit three in a row. It was awesome. Dang, what you been praying, girl? (laughs) For the green light. Start with gratitude. (laughs) Yes, so that's good that you brought up the the feeling, right? Again, we've said earlier it's not based on feeling, um, but Autumn said in this chapter, too, that 
his, what he does is based on his character, not our feelings. Right. And again, I can't help it. I'm just a mom, okay? So that's what I got is mom examples <laughs> for you. Is like when my kid is throwing a tantrum, that's not going to change the decision that they can't have candy for breakfast. Mm. Like my character is I'm going to keep you as healthy as I can. Now, don't come at me, bro. They still eat mac and cheese. <laughs> but my character, I'm not going to change because you're throwing a tantrum and your feelings in that moment. I like just thinking about how, like, it's your it's character. We, when we read the Bible, we need to think about where's God in this. And Tara Lee Cobble does an amazing job of this. She's in episode 81. We had her on the show talking about her book. And she talks every single day about how, where she sees God in the story and characteristics of him. All right. Was there another one that stuck out to you? Ooh, ooh. This one's fun. It makes me think of our Dream Big miniseries starting with nine, episode 92. Imagine a world where we weren't plagued by doubt. What would you ask God for? It reminds me of that other fun quote like, but what if I fail, oh darling, but what if you fly? Right. And so again, I think it's your focus and attitude when you approach the thing. So, um, you know, just approaching it like, yes, God's going to be excited to do this. Yes, God's going to do this. And he showed up. Here's my evidence. He showed up in other ways. Here Mm -hmm. it is in the word. So, again, just the attitude. Well, yeah. what if you just experiment, y'all? Why don't you just, for 30 days, pray every day expectantly mm-hmm. and with faith and not, like, fake. Like, go at it. Go all in. Yeah, we have, we've been doing some prayer challenges, so maybe check out our Instagram because that's posted on there. We're so good to our audience. <laughs> but they're so good to us. Yes, you are. We love you. Okay, so that wraps up episode 132, chapters 3 and 4. Tune in next week to learn more. Right here on Witty and Gritty, K-O-T-Y. No. (laughs) Same bad time, same bad channel. (laughs) Oh my gosh, bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes. 